Hi, I'm Antonia, and I'm a midwife. Hi, I'm Micah, and I'm a midwife. Hi, I'm Jane, I'm a midwife. Hi, I'm Savannah, a student midwife. Hi, I'm Lucy, and I'm a midwifery support worker. Hello, my name's Gul Barno, and I'm a midwife. Hi, I'm Abby, and I'm a birth started sharing her birthing experience so I'm one of four siblings so she was just you know discussing how that all went and it was really inspiring and you know the experience she had was amazing and she says it herself that she couldn't fault the experience. English isn't her first language so that was a major barrier for her but for her to say that she had a positive experience with all four births you know meant that it, it was almost I wanted to be a part of that. That was Prableen Mann, a student midwife, and I'm Gemma Murphy, so you may have guessed it, yes, this episode is all about student midwives. Now, the ICM is the only professional organisation and trade union in the UK that's dedicated to serving midwives, maternity support workers and the whole midwifery team, and that includes our student midwife members. Student and newly qualified midwives are our future midwives. They're the ones that will care for women and their babies as longer serving midwives retire and move on. But what's inspired them to choose a career in midwifery? What challenges have they faced? How have their clinical placements been in the backdrop of a global pandemic? And how hard is it to juggle childcare while training and studying to become a midwife? For this episode, I've had the pleasure of chatting to student midwives of all different ages and at different stages in their personal lives, each with a really different story to tell. So let's jump right in and hear firsthand from them. I'm so happy this morning to be joined by Prableen Mann, a student midwife, and you're currently on your break because you are on placement. Isn't that right, Prableen? Yeah, that's right, Gemma. So it's been, a, I think, a tough three years. But yeah, finally glad to get a bit of a break. So year three. So you've made it this far, which is a huge achievement because we do hear of some student midwives, you know, for obvious reasons, dropping out, and um, particularly during the pandemic. I think that must have been quite a shock to, to the new cohort of students going on placements in the middle of a global pandemic. How have you found it? You're in year three now. Yeah, so well, I, with my university course, so I'm currently on a four-year undergraduate master's in science in midwifery with leadership, bit of a mouthful. But yeah, so I'm on a four-year programme. So normally, I guess, with other courses by your third year, then you become a qualified midwife. So I've still got another year to go. But yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you, I have noticed some changes in terms of, you know, people dropping out. And I think that's something that we all did almost consider seeing you know how bad things got at placement as well and I think with me personally I live at home with my parents so that was also another consideration that I was making that you know I didn't want to almost go out on placement and come back someone getting ill so there were a lot of factors you know which played in but I think we persevered and we're here now so no I'm glad I stayed on and made that decision because I almost didn't want a lot of time off placement and I feel like if I came back in a year's time you know a lot of things will be different and I feel like whilst being in the flow I think it was much better for me so I'm glad you know I stayed on and going into my fourth year now. 
Well, congratulations. You're right. I think keeping the momentum going on any type of course you're doing is really important and really, I guess, more important, particularly when you're doing, you know, practical clinical placements. Tell me, Prableen, what originally inspired you to become a midwife? Why did you choose this profession? So I was actually inspired by my mum and sister with their birthing experiences. You know, when I was quite young, I'd say probably around the age of 13, 14, you know, I think at that time I was actually thinking, you know, what I wanted to do. And, you know, you have that talk at school that everyone's now deciding and just discussing with my mum. And then she started sharing her birthing experience. So I'm one of four siblings. So she was just discussing how that all went. And it was really inspiring. And the experience she had was amazing. And she says it herself that she couldn't fault the experience. English isn't her first language. So that was a major barrier for her. But for her to say that she had a positive experience with all four births meant that it it was almost, I wanted to be a part of that. And again, with my sister, and she shared her experience as well and she had an amazing time Um, and my sister actually gave birth in Leicester so she was saying how amazing the hospital was how amazing the staff was so I think that almost cemented the fact that that is something that I really wanted to do so by the age of I'd say about 15 16 I'd almost made up my mind and obviously I did further research into midwifery and I almost found that I found a new passion and a life in goal that I really wanted to achieve So then I almost chose my subjects in college around that. And then I think once college finished, it was a little bit of a rocky road. So I didn't actually go into midwifery straight away. Um, So I took a few years out, worked, had a a full time job. And then I came back into the profession. But it showed that my, you know, my love and passion for midwifery never faded. It was just that I feel like at the time it wasn't the right time for me. But yeah, that's been my main inspiration, my mum and my sister. That's so nice to hear because often we read so many stories about, you know, midwives under so much pressure and women not having the care that they expected or care that's fallen short of what they thought they might receive. So hearing that your mom and your sister had such a positive experience. And as you say, your mom not having English as her first language. I mean, that's incredible. And it's a good testament to the midwives who cared for her and probably that delivered you, of course. Um, So we've spoken about the positives. What have been the challenges for you since you've taken up your course? Um, It's quite hard because I feel like a lot of the challenges I faced one has either been because of the pandemic because I feel like before the pandemic there weren't a lot of challenges that I'd faced I mean one challenge I guess everyone does face is short-staffed so generally a student midwife you know would be with your a practice supervisor or another midwife so you work very closely now of course sometimes that would happen sometimes there'll be two student midwives with one member of staff so that can get quite difficult sometimes to get almost the best out of that experience but the hospital have been amazing um, and the university. So they ensure that that doesn't happen very often. But I think during the pandemic, that is something that a lot of students did notice, like because of people self-isolating and not having enough staff there, there wasn't a lot of room for student midwives to almost slot in as well. So, it, you know, you had to adapt very quickly. Um, so I think that for me personally, that's been the biggest challenge. But apart, you know, if I take away the pandemic, I haven't really faced many challenges and I know that's quite you know a lot of people would say that but I feel like you know I have had amazing support from uh, like I said from the hospital and the university we've had such a good support bubble and we know who to go to when you know things get tough but yeah I think I'm quite strong-minded as it is so I think a lot of things don't phase me but I, I, I personally haven't faced many challenges no. 
Wow, that I mean, that, that's great, isn't it? When you say that you haven't, and it seems like overall it's been a positive experience. And you and I previously spoke while you were on a short placement at the RCM, and your determination yeah. is really, really inspiring. How did you find your time at the RCM? And, and can you can you just tell me why you decided to come come along to see the inner workings of the RCM? Yeah, and no, of course. So actually, me applying to the RCM was because that. It, as part of our course, like I said, um, leadership is something that is embedded within the course itself. So we learn about leadership every single year. So we have topics around that. And I think it almost makes you think outside the box. So I think when you come into midwifery, you know, the avenues that you need to take. So you have your community placements, labor ward, antenatal, postnatal. So they're like the avenues that you have. But learning about leadership and the different roles within leadership, how it all then comes back to midwifery. That's something that I really wanted to explore further. So um, I decided to work with the RCM. And leadership's a huge thing for the RCM and it has been for a long time now. And of course, we launched our leadership manifesto. And I think looking at leadership in all areas of midwifery is really important because actually leaders need followers as well, don't they? And I think everybody themselves uh, working in a clinical setting can, can be a leader, really, can't they? Yeah, no, of course. And I think that's something that we have been taught throughout our course. So it wasn't new territory for me, but it was something that I definitely wanted to look into further. And tell me about your future plans. So your degree obviously is a little bit longer than the standard midwifery degree. So you, you've got one more year to go. What What's next year going to look like in terms of your coursework and, and what you'll be doing? So we've got actually some interesting projects coming up next year of course one is our dissertation um which we will complete another one is that they would want us to look into almost like a product something that could be useful within the maternity sector so that would be quite interesting and creative to get involved in and uh we also are looking into global health next year as well of course leadership again like i said we we Uh, go to that every single year so that's something that we'll be learning about further so I'm really excited for next year and also my clinical placements as well because being a fourth year and I guess it's the same as being a third year in other courses that you know you're almost left to almost become a midwife with very minimal supervision so I'm nervous about that but I am still very excited yeah in terms of future goals like I said you know thinking outside the box I think I would want to stay clinical for a couple of years either within labeled or the continuity of care team which is of course being established as well so that is something that I would look into but also possibly going into some sort of managerial roles and like I said at the moment I'm not too sure where my path will lead me but I'm sure that I will get there in the end but I wouldn't want to almost put a set target on this is exactly what I need to achieve I'd almost want to learn and grow myself and, you know, take the path as as and when it comes, really. Well, I was going to ask you if there was anyone listening that was interested in becoming a student midwife or is a, you know, a first year student midwife, what advice would you give them? And I think you've just given some excellent advice there about learning and growing and exploring all different areas. You mentioned continuity of care. That's a real big drive from the government to improve the outcomes for women and their babies. Have you enjoyed working as part of a, a group of midwives caring for, for one woman? Yeah, I I actually study at the University of Leicester. So in Leicester, we have the Lotus team. So I spent two weeks of my placement there with them. And it was amazing to see how the staff and the women got along. 
and how they just knew each other. They had that bond and, you know, the women knew that they could call up if they had any problems. And I think it's them having that trust in them as well. So I've seen it in action and I can see how amazing it is when it does work. So I would definitely love to be involved in something like that. So I am excited to see where the future is with the continuity of care teams and, you know, love to get involved with that. Brilliant. And I'm just going to take you back. You said next year you'll be doing your dissertation and you'll be also kind of developing some programs and stuff that will help improve the care for women. When you mention programs, are you talking about like systems or an app maybe? Is, is it technological in that way? Yeah, so it can be technological. It could also be some sort of policy that we may think that, you know, needs to come in. I think for me personally, I am looking at the more technological side of it. So I think in my first year, I actually did something similar where I almost made a poster for women who English isn't their first language and having information out there where they can almost translate it straight away with a QR code. So I do enjoy that kind of side of it as well. So I think that's something that I will look into. But yeah. Something along those lines, yeah. I mean, that's so important. I love how tuned in you are to how many women might not have English as their first language. And QR codes, we love them at the RCM ourselves. So well done (laughs) on developing that poster and obviously supporting women. So I won't keep you much longer because I know you've just recently finished your clinical placement and you're now on your holidays. And I think you probably really deserve a break after after the year that's passed. Have you got (laughs) any plans for the rest of the summer? Um, I think majority of the time I do want to de-stress and you know have some time for myself Uh, I mean I'm still involved with the twinning project in Bangladesh so part of the elective placement I did with the RCM I also did with Joy Kemp so I've actually agreed to stay on as a volunteer so I'm actually helping them alongside as well so it will be a bit of volunteer work and a bit of time to myself so I've got some plans and I think I'll just take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you deserve it, Prableen. You're absolutely amazing. No doubt you have a terrific career ahead of you. And thanks for all your volunteering with our Bangladesh project, because it's it's really important to us as well. Enjoy the rest of your summer and no doubt we'll speak again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Don't forget you can visit the RCM Student Midwife Hub on rcm.org.uk and Midders have created a brand new page on their website. That's midders.org, preparing for your midwifery studies. And this page features free student midwife literature search packs that can be downloaded as PDFs from the website that may help with your studies. It also has hundreds of research abstracts that link in with topics and modules that are taught on first year university midwifery courses. So it's a really great resource for those in first year already on a course. And if you are an RCM member, if you're an existing RCM member, you'll receive 20% off their Midder subscription. Okay, so we're going north of the border for this interview with Marie Buckley-Gray. Marie, thanks so much for taking the time out to come on our podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. It's um, We've got a lovely um, Scottish um, summer just now, so I've been enjoying that. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Busy as ever. I mean, not as busy as you, though, because it's fair to say you're a mum of three children and you're juggling your studies and clinical placements with that. And that's no that's no mean feat, really, is it? It's it's um it's interesting times I think for my family it's exciting times. <laughs> what what age are your children, Marie? Um, twelve, ten, and coming on towards eight. 
Okay, wow. So what inspired you to come back and and, and become a midwife, to train as a midwife? Um, I I think that I've always had an inkling towards midwifery from a very, very early age. And, you know, when I was very little, everybody used to call me my mother's nurse, my little my little nurse, I got called. And I remember going to appointments um, at the hospital and looking up at the midwifery and the nursing staff and um, thinking how clever they were, um, how kind they were, and walking out and looking at the the nurse's accommodation and thinking, wow, the, you know, the camaraderie they've got and, you know, how they improve people's lives. Unfortunately, tragedy hit the family and I found myself over that time at um, Dartmouth Royal Naval College. And then I ended up in a completely different career um, after that. And then I had my first child um, years and years later at 28. And it, it started to become something I needed to do. I okay. really needed to do. Yeah. So do you think that the experience of, 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 you know, having a baby, being pregnant and the care that you received from midwives was part of that kind of inspiration? Yes. Yes, it really was. I saw some really lovely midwives. I had some care that could have been better. <laughs> um, I think it's just life really, isn't it? And it it became obvious to me that I wanted to support women. I really wanted to support women. And when I looked back, even when I was doing the other career in in my travels, you know, I found myself staying with midwives. I found myself on kind of mini courses to do with, you know, learning skills that supported women, even though it was completely different from the career I had. And so when I look back, I've, this has been brewing a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It almost sounds that like something internally was steering you towards a, a life of, of midwifery. Yes. Yes. And when I had my eldest, um, with my second, I ended up by that point, um, I became a therapist. So I supported women in that way. And I qualified to teach fertility as well. Um, these were all things that I could do whilst having my young family and essentially working around my husband's career because I, I didn't have family support around me. So that's what I had to do. Yeah, and, and that's difficult, isn't it? There are many women that are listening and, and will appreciate what you're saying, being maybe not in the same area or location or in a different country, having a baby and, and having to really, you know, fit their career and their plans around their children and being a mother. And that can be, I guess, a lonely place when you don't have so much family support or there's distance between you and your family. It, it was... Um... Yeah, I think it was. It would have been very, very difficult. I wouldn't say impossible, but very difficult to have gone back to uni at that point. And so I chose to do short courses and build therapy business. And I found myself going to to support women at many births as just a layperson and working alongside midwives. So that's what I did for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I guess all of that experience and all those courses and things that you did um, along the way really, really helped you. And I, I imagine that it's helping you now as you're training to become a, a professional midwife. It is. And I am actually, it feels like, so during that time, I was very careful to make sure that I was never stepping into what could be perceived as midwifery. I was very, very careful. And so when one of my friends who is 
who's now retired but has been a midwife for a very long time, she sent me a fetoscope. It felt so momentous. And when I went out, particularly placement, particularly the one I'm at now, it feels like I've come home and I'm finally kind of, yeah, it's wonderful. It's really wonderful. Well, you sound so positive about the whole experience so far. What stage are you at in your studies now? I'm in first year. I'm towards the end of my first year. I've got five more weeks of placement and then I will be in second year. Wow. Congratulations (laughs) on making it this far. So how has it been your first year as a student midwife has obviously had COVID-19 and the pandemic hanging in the background. How has that been? Has that been scary or made you anxious? Because it's been quite an anxious time for a lot of people. I, I think it's it's it has been it's perhaps made things a bit more logistically tricky. So, for example, we've got more MPPE, which is, it's hard to go from lockdown, being at home with the children and straight into labour suite with the full layer upon layer, the hot labour suite <laughs> with PPE. That was quite, a, that was quite a jump, um, yeah. I would say. <laughs> Initially, I was quite concerned that we perhaps wouldn't be gelling as a group you know one of the things I was really looking forward to going to uni was getting to know other people on at the same on the same journey um, and that camaraderie um, and I was really worried about that initially it was a little bit awkward I guess but we've actually built quite a nice online group and we I would say relatively regularly meet up on Zoom and we have some really good friendships as well so hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be and in, I would actually say with not spending fossil fu- fuels burning down the motorway to get to uni for theory meant that I was able to spend that time either reading or doing something towards uni which has been great and also the one thing that I would say has been a really good thing about a good thing about COVID shall we, can we really say that is I, I suppose a fruit of the times maybe has been I've been able to go to conferences that I would have had absolutely no chance of going to so I organized our uni um, we cohort off to the UNICEF conference and there's no way I would have been able to have afforded that or the logistics of getting there and there's been lots of conferences you know the RCM conference I was able to to go along to that it's been great in in some ways it's really it has extended my network of people, I think, and ideas. I mean, I think it's really fair for you to say that because we've had feedback at the RCM ourselves about the conferences that we had to, you know, facilitate online due to social distancing and everything. And lots Mm -hmm. of members have said it enabled them to go and attend the two or three days that they wouldn't normally be able to do family or work commitments. So there is a silver lining in a pandemic for some people, which is really great. So besides your studies, you've had like lots of placements right throughout your first year. So you've been in the Mm -hmm. community, triage, the labour suite, postnatal and antenatal wards. What was Mm -hmm. your favourite area and what was the most challenging? I would say the favourite area um, I've been in has been community and that's where I am just now. And that's because it's, it's functioning more towards continuity of carer and you're seeing the full spectrum of midwifery. So although, you know, there, there has been uh, harder cases, <laughs> more complex cases, I would say, I can really see myself excelling 
actually in in that and it's really interesting in fact i would say that that's one of the reasons that best start up in scotland was actually when i when i read that that was one of the reasons that gave me a bit of hope that there was a place for me in midwifery it made me quite excited about coming in because it meant that the way that i was approaching supporting women as a layperson and a therapist which was continuity of carer i was there was a possibility that i might be able to do that within midwifery so so yeah so i would say <laughs> i'd say community just now well, that's brilliant because, you know, all the evidence and research into continuity of care points towards improved outcomes for women and their babies. So that's really, you know, that's really key, isn't it, when you're personalising care as well. Mm-hmm. Tell me about, I have to, you know, you give me the positives. Now I want to ask you what area was the most challenging on your placement? I I would say, and I, I won't say where this has been experienced, but I, I would say an area that has been quite difficult has been um, coming across people who are experiencing addiction issues and and obviously subsequent social services involvement that's been totally necessary that's that's an area through my previous work I've I've not had any experience over at all Um, and yeah I I think that's been more tricky And it really is, you know, issues for women and pregnant women are becoming more complex, you know, and supporting women with severe and multiple disadvantages is becoming a day-to-day thing for many midwives, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. One of our first podcasts in January this year was actually, I I caught up with midwives who were leading work around supporting women with severe and multiple disadvantages, those that were most vulnerable. And I guess speaking to them, I did really feel for them because it's it's quite hard, isn't it? Because you are limited in what you can do as a midwife because there is a multi-agency approach that's happening or that's needed. Yes, it, it's interesting work, I would say, but it's, it is also heartbreaking, I think. Yeah, um, just so, sometimes the, the outcomes are inevitable. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you, because we have such a short period of time to speak, did you see yourself staying in your midwifery career? But having had a really great like 10 minute conversation with you, is the answer yes? As long as there's a place for me to to help women. Yes, I think so. I I think it'll be finding 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 a place within the whole big system. Um, but yes, I think there will be. And the other thing is as well that um I guess with our careers, we we do change, we evolve, and I think sometimes we we initially think that midwifery is clinical and and that's where it stops and that's the kind of the boundary. But that that really isn't where it stops. I I can see myself, you know, I've already started doing like little bits of research just for my own benefit and looking at things so I can I can see that there there are research midwives there are there's 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 no limit really to what we can be doing to help people so so yes I think there will be fantastic and I think midwifery whether you're in Scotland or any other part of the world certainly needs more Maria Buckley Grays with all their experience uh, and uh, support that you can give women thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the podcast and best of luck we might check in again once you qualify you'll be very welcome to and I'm absolutely delighted that you've you've asked me Gemma thank you very much
Now, did you know the RCM has a student midwife forum? Shortly, I'm going to chat to Ella Simpson, who's a student midwife from Belfast, Queen's University. In fact, she's in her second year and she's the vice chair of the RCM Student Midwife Forum. She's going to be explaining a little bit more about the work that they do and their plans for this year's annual conference. But first, I wanted to highlight some fabulous work that our Welsh student midwives have been doing to drive the race agenda forward in Wales with the Welsh Government. So back in March, a group of student midwives and newly qualified midwives from Wales had a meeting with the Welsh Health Minister Vaughan Gethin. He was the Health Minister at the time. They called for greater action on race equality. They gave him proposals and asked for race and equality training for all staff in Wales. The newly qualified midwives were joined by RCM's Director for Wales, Helen Rogers, and the Chief Midwife for Wales, Karen Jewell. They discussed lots of things, but mostly what they can do to improve and tackle racism in the workplace. They also requested to improve opportunities for black, Asian and ethnic minority staff to enter the profession. In Northern Ireland, in, in some really great news, actually, the RCM's patron, Her Royal Highness, the Princess Royal, that's Princess Anne, told a group of final year midwifery students this year that they have demonstrated courage in choosing to continue with their midwifery studies while providing frontline care at a time when there had been so much uncertainty. She sent them a special message of congratulations for rising to the challenge of supporting women and their babies in Northern Ireland while balancing their academic studies during COVID-19. Now, these lovely stories can be found on our website, rcm.org.uk. Just check out our news and views section to read more about what's happening across the UK. I'm really delighted this morning to be joined by Ella Simpson from Queen's University in Belfast. You're a second year student, isn't that right, Ella? It is, yes. Just finishing off second year now. How's everything been for you? Um, it's been really good so far, I have to say. Obviously, COVID threw a bit of a spanner into the works. I'm sure we'll get on to that in due course. But I have really, really enjoyed my course so far, I have to say. There's obviously been harder days than others, but I have really, really enjoyed it thus far. As well as uh, being busy as studying and, and working and on placements, etc., you're also the vice chair of the RCM Student Midwife Forum. Can you tell me how you get got involved in that? Yeah, so... Um, on the RCM Student Midwife Forum, basically, we I, well, I answered, uh, I responded basically to an advert that was put out um, just saying that the term for some of the other members was coming to an end and that they were open for new applications. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. And I sort of put an application in, um, not really thinking that I would get onto it, but then I was offered a thought on it, which was lovely. So I joined that a couple of years ago and when I was still in first year, actually and have been on it ever since really and my term we actually do two-year terms so I am vice chair at the moment we take it in turn um being vice chair and chairs and sort of rotate around a bit so I am vice chair at the moment which is great um and actually my this is my final year on it we do two-year terms so sadly that's sort of coming to an end quite soon and part of what you do on the student midwife forum is you're you're kind of informing the work of the RCM when it comes to our student midwives isn't that right yeah, we certainly try to. And, and we do actually find that the RCM have been are very receptive. We have actually found 
they've really listened they've taken the time to listen to what we have to say which is really really good um but yes we basically come together to first of all share with each other because we come together from all over the uk um and we basically come together to first of all share the issues um that we have and i think in the past those have probably been a bit more um unique to the certain areas um in the uk but very much i think there's been quite similar issues with covid that have dominated our work recently so we come together to share those first of all and then we feed those back to the rcm we get answers on very specific things for students and then we also try to um facilitate a conversation with the rcm um around sort of bigger issues facing students as well and tell me as a student midwife how have you found the whole experience so far yeah so i have i have, I have to say i really enjoyed my time as a student midwife I did something very different before I worked in law I worked in very sort of corporate settings so I think probably when I began my career as a student midwife my big fear was that I was going to go oh my goodness I've made a horrible mistake <laughs> you know <laughs> but I have not had that feeling at all yet in fact quite the opposite which is very reassuring so I have really loved it covid obviously was a huge spanner in the works for most of us um I know for me I was in first year at the time and we were on clinical placement and then we were pulled out and we stayed out of the hospitals for much longer than than was intended than you know was really originally intended i think same as everybody we were talking about you know 68 week lockdowns and things back in those naive days but um so we went on to online learning which was fine at first and then by month 3 was a bit of a killer but then we got back out after a few months and that that really gave me sort of a new appreciation of being out in clinical placement so i think if anything that experience of covid although it's been really difficult and we continue to see you know the difficulties it is definitely posing for our profession as midwives for healthcare professionals in general obviously it sort of re-cemented for me um how important that sort of clinical placement aspect is how much i actually do enjoy that being out in the hospitals or in the community or wherever um how important that really is to the role and has there been a particular part of your placement in, in a particular area of midwifery that you've enjoyed more than another i love community because i love the relationships that you build i think you know when when women are having you into their homes um as they often are in community or seeing you in clinic i think you get an opportunity to build these really lovely relationships especially if you see them more often than not um i think that's really nice um i actually have loved labor ward and labor ward i think is probably the placement that most student midwives both look forward to and fear a bit you know i think it is sort of seen as the big dramatic one the slightly scary placement it was for me anyway and i was kind of a little bit prepared to just find the pressure of it all a bit too much and and I did dread it a little bit I have to admit before I started and then I really surprised myself that I loved it I really really enjoyed it and I think a big part of that actually was the staff I worked with were really supportive both of each other and of students coming through you know despite being incredibly busy and pressurized you know they really made the time to both help each other and to really look after the students that were there as well so i felt like they gave us really good opportunities to really sort of develop our skills there and it made it a slightly less intimidating place so i always sort of look back on that particular placement as being a particularly good one for me as well 
Well, that's great to hear because peer-to-peer support and having the support of your colleagues throughout your career, whatever career you are actually in, it is so important, isn't it? You know, if you've had a bad day or things are particularly stressful, it's really difficult if you don't have anybody to talk to or share that with. Definitely. And I think particularly as students, I remember being told that, you know, really early on in first year that the relationships that we build both within our cohorts in Queens and the sort of wider community of students is really important. And I think that's partly as well why the Student Midwife Forum is really important there, because we we want students to not only feel that they have their friends, they have their cohorts, they have their universities that they can go and say, look, I have this issue or this is really hard or this is really brilliant. And I think it should be um, continued throughout the province or something, but that they also have a sounding board there of peers um, and people in their cohorts that can also raise those wider issues. So I think it's really important that, you know, we have it on the more granular level and then we have it also through the Student Midwife Forum where we can actually discuss it with the RCM as well. Brilliant. Can I ask as well, alongside your work in, in the Student Midwife Forum, you're also partly involved in the RCM's annual conference, which is happening in October this year. So the Student Midwife Forum have a real key role to play in some of the sessions. Can you tell me a bit more about what you're planning and how that work is going? Yeah, um, so being a part of the RCM conference is, is really important to us as, as the SMF, because obviously it is this incredible opportunity to put the SMF front and centre. For several years now, we have run our own session at the conference, which has been fantastic. And we really are given free reign there to set topics of the session. And um, we really do see it as an opportunity for us to, to take sort of the biggest issues that students have brought to us over the course of the year and sort of put them front and centre this year so we're working hard behind the scenes on our on our conference session and this one is really about how not only student midwives can be supported but how we can all support each other in in general um in the profession we definitely want to take the opportunity to raise some of the the really big issues of the moment that we just feel are so important to be discussed at conference and I know are being discussed in other aspects of the conference as well but you know that's the likes of how the NMC and the RCM can support the AME and midwifery students talking about some of the approaches to the proposed induction of BAME pregnant women and also just how we can Um, help students deal with duty of candor, how they can be supported better both in clinical placement and at university. So we're just, we have a sort of session laid out um, that we're working on the details of behind the scenes. Um, I believe Jill Walton's going to join us for it as well. So we're really, really looking forward to having a really good chat about all of that. Yeah, they're really current issues and often the issues or challenges faced by student midwives aren't unique to just the student body. They're actually also a, a problem or maybe a, a challenge for, for midwives working in the, in, the, in the system for much longer than a student midwife has been. Having been at conference in the physical over the years, I've gone to the student sessions and they're always so well attended and they're really insightful as well. The switch to online and, and moving forward for the RCM, this blended approach to events that we're going to have, I think in a way, does allow more people to go. So you may have more mid- student midwives or other midwives attending your session than you might have done in person. 
Yeah, and I'll try not to think about that too much because that might make me <laughs> nervous. But um, yeah. no, obviously, now last year was the first time I had ever been involved in the SMF and therefore ever been involved in our conference session. And it was all a bit of an, a confusing online switch because we were still in the relatively early days of online then. And I think maybe, you know, it did make it slightly difficult in that you you couldn't see the people that were listening to you, which, as I say, is maybe a good thing sometimes. <laughs> But, you know, maybe it created a little bit more of a disconnect for us. But then it was really lovely to get, you know, feedback from RCM and midwives. And people would say, you know, oh, you know, we heard your session and it was really good. And we we're so glad that, you know, you raised certain points, which was really lovely. So we definitely hope that we're sort of keeping our finger on the pulse of, of the issues that, as you say, are affecting not only students, but the wider um, profession as well. And that hopefully this this conference session will will do the same. It'll, it'll ring true to a lot of people, we hope. Absolutely. And if anyone's listening and they're wondering what's happening with the programme for our conference, do get onto the RCM's website, rcm.org.uk, and you can check out the programme and, and everything else that has to do with our conference this year. Um, I have to ask before we wrap up, because I could talk to you all day, Ella, but I'm limited on time. You know, you're somebody who started your career in law. That is completely different to, to training as a midwife from the get go. For anyone that's listening, considering maybe dipping their toes in, in, into midwifery or becoming maybe a student midwife or a maternity support worker, what would be your one piece of advice for them? I would probably say try to speak to as many people as you can about the profession. Try to get a really wide range of both experiences and views people have of the profession because you, you, you're limited in that you can't go and do work experience as a midwife, given the nature of the job, unless you're maybe still at school or something. I don't know, but I certainly know I couldn't. So you're limited in terms of the experience you can get. So you always have to take a bit of a leap of faith, I think, when you come into this profession, particularly if, like me, you've done something really different before. And I felt that what really helped me was seeking out and speaking to midwives, both those that were currently working in labour wards or in hospitals and those that had maybe retired and gone to different posts or were working for a different sort of aligned profession, speaking to them about their experiences was really, really valuable because there are obviously really, really difficult parts of this role. And I think you need to go into it with your eyes wide open and that if you're prepared um, at least somewhat for those difficult moments, it, it makes it slightly easier, I think, Um those hard days are always hard but at least if you sort of know what's coming it's a little bit easier so I think just get as much experience from people as you can before you sort of make the big decision because it is a really big decision. Absolutely that's a lovely piece of advice Ella thank you so much for your time today no doubt we'll be on the podcast together again as the year progresses thank you. Great thank you very much Gemma. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did making it. How inspiring was it to listen to those student midwives and all they're doing along with their studies? It's just incredible. I wish everyone that I've spoken to and those listening that are studying to the very best of luck and hopefully we'll catch up and find out what's it like for them when they've actually qualified in a couple of years. But if you are listening and you're considering a career in midwifery, find out how to get there and what to expect along the way in the learning career section on the RCM's website. That's rcm.org.uk. Thanks for listening and until next time, take care.